Well, I did a little bit of further kind of research, and I was just kind of wondering. Uh, here's a couple of data points, and that is Sarah Lazar's very well-known paper. She's a neuroscientist, did research, published it out of, I think, Massachusetts General. She's associated with Harvard, as I recall, but it's a very well-known paper. And it was studying people who had meditated regularly for a number of years, almost certainly mindfulness of breathing. It was mindfulness meditation, mindfulness of breathing. And they found that uh, as a result of meditating, she found in those subjects there was clearly less cortical thinning, cortical thinning in the brain, and cortical thinning is not good for you because that's what leads to senile dementia and so forth. It's deterioration of your cognitive functions. So meditate a lot and you are less prone, it would seem, to having cognitive deterioration as you get older. That sounds good. And then on top of that, from the Shamatha Project, there was a study done by a woman who's now a Nobel laureate. She was a crucial member of the team. And the impact in the Shamatha Project of people meditating for three months, and it found it had a very clear impact on the telomerase, on the enzymes that have to do with the, um, how do you say, restoring chromosome, chromosome damage through age. And so the implication, and Cliff Saren is a very, very careful, very, very rigorous scientist. He said, let's not jump to conclusions here, but I think I can say it is suggestive that possibly sustained meditation may in fact be good for longevity and, and you know, the aging process. And that's a very cautious statement. But the evidence was quite clear. They published paper in a scientific journal, a peer-reviewed journal. So those two points, that just overall, this may be very good for slowing aging, aging more gracefully and so forth, and maintaining your cognitive abilities. Um, then it kind of came to a point that I've had in mind for a long time, and that is that having done a, you know, mindfulness of breathing for quite a few thousands of hours, finding that it's just really good health-wise, I mean, let alone that it's for shamatha, and that's really, really good. But just mindfulness of breathing seems to be exceptionally good among the various shamatha methods for one's physical health. You know, I have found that to be the case. That's just one subject. Um, and so, and finding also that, you know, when I'm just, that it's, it's not the same as sleep, but it has a very restorative quality to it. So I've often commented when giving the instructions on this practice, Breathe as effortlessly as if you were deep asleep, right? And so then I did a bit of very superficial research uh, just on the internet, so it is superficial. But I was curious, that is when one is in deep sleep, in deep sleep, deep stage three, stage four, dreamless sleep, non-REM sleep, I just did a little bit of casual research on the internet to say, well, what's the breathing pattern when you're in that? You know, what's the breathing cycle? What's the rhythm of breathing? And lo and behold, what I came up with was 14 to 16 cycles per second. Shallow breathing, quite rapid. So, hmm, maybe this all ties in. Maybe it's all of a piece. And so, what I would suggest you don't do is then start to try to go into manual override on your breathing and push yourself into 14, 15 cycles per second. Because uh, that's not what you do when you're deep asleep. You know? And so just, have this in the background, but you might check, you know, and people listening by podcast, I invite you, you know, you might check when you, if and when you find that the whole system is really calming down and you kind of slip into a mode where the breathing is relatively shallow, but again, nothing frenetic, nothing uneasy or agitating about it. It's just really smooth, just shallow, but rather, you know, relatively rapid, one, one cycle for every four seconds, it's kind of fast. Uh, and just see, you know, if you're curious, uh, just check. If you slip into that such a mode, 
This might check the frequency. You know, how many cycles per minute might be interesting. There may be something to this. So there it is, short breath. And then you know after that, uh, attending to the whole breath, one breathes in, attending to the whole breath, one breathes out. You understand that one. So I think that's it. So, uh, we'll begin with the devotions as usual, and then, you, and then I will give you, then you can shift to the uh, supine position if you wish thereafter. The, um, the visualization at the end of the practice that I taught yesterday with the four syllables, Om, Ah, Hum, and then Ri, this is, uh, in the visualization there, it's a self-initiation self-initiation of the four modes, the four types of empowerments. So I don't really anticipate giving empowerment during this retreat. I don't think it's really necessary. But then every day you can give yourself self-empowerment. And this was encouraged by Padmasambhava. And the teachings come from uh, Padmasambhava's Earth Dharma, uh, which I've translated under the title Natural Liberation. It's right in there. And elsewhere, uh, I think it's in the Vajra Essence. You can check in Stilling the Mind. I think it's there that then Padmasambhava again says, now go into, when you're really ready to, you know, to launch, uh, then go into solitude, uh, engage in your devotional practices, do the Guru Yoga, give yourself, self, uh, engage in self-initiation, and then, then go into the practice. So, there's some kind of stuff, some muscle behind this. Alrighty. <clears throat> so let's begin. <clears throat> Namo lama deshe dupe ku kunjo sungi ranjin la datam dodu senjen nan janju badu kapsu chi Namo In the lama who is the embodiment of the sugatas of the nature of the three jewels I, together with the beings of the six realms, take refuge until our enlightenment. Senke doa kundun lama sange Kangla Kandu Tinle Kiendoa Dewa Damjau. For the sake of all beings, I generate the spirit of awakening and cultivate the realization of the Lama as Buddha. By means of enlightened activity, I shall train each being according to their needs, and I vow to liberate the world. Thank 
Kodu kando mambu ko keki jesu datupki jingi lapshi shiksu su guru pemasidi in the northwest frontier of Odiana, in the heart of a lotus, sits the one renowned as Padmasambhava, who achieved the wondrous supreme city, and is surrounded by a host of many dakinis. Following in your footsteps, I devote myself to practice. Please come forth and bestow your blessings. Guru Bema Siddhi Hum. And then as we recite the Guru Ramachya Mantra, again just as a brief repetition, just one more time. Visualize and attend to the actual Padmasambhava, the living presence here and now. By way of the image you bring to mind. But attend to Guru Ramachya, not just the image. And imagine Guru Rinpoche gazing back upon you with immeasurable compassion, as if you were his only child. And then call for his blessings, with radiant white light emanating from the Om at the crown of his head, entering the crown of your head, permeating your body and mind, with purifying white light, Purifying all negative karma and obscurations of the body, and sowing the seeds for the realization of Nirmanakaya. Ruby red light emanates from the Ah at the Guru's throat, flowing into your own throat chakra, filling your body and mind with this radiant red light. Purifying all negative karma and obscurations of the speech and sowing the seeds for the realization of the Sambhokaka. <coughs> Indigo blue light emanates from the womb at the Guru's heart, striking your own heart, permeating your body and mind with indigo blue light, purifying all negative karma and obscurations of the mind, sowing the seeds for the realization of the Dhammakaya. red light emanates from the Hri, at the navel chakra of the Guru, entering your own navel chakra, permeating your own body and mind, purifying all negative karma and obscurations of body, speech, and mind simultaneously, and sowing the seeds for the realization of this Vabhavakaya, the emptiness and indivisibility of the Nimanakaya, Sambhogakaya, and Dhammakaya. In this way, receive the four empowerments by way of self-initiation. 
Om Ahum, then the city Om Ahum. Then invite Padmasambhava to the crown of your head, imagine him blissfully coming there and above your head, diminishing in size, facing instantaneously in the same direction as yourself. Blissfully dissolving into light, imagine this light coming down your central channel to your heart chakra. And there upon the lotus, moon and sun disk, imagine Padmasambhava reforming. And imagine the Guru's body, speech and mind being indivisible from your own and rest and meditative equipoise in this awareness. To shift to a more comfortable posture, please do so now.
And now with just a short time remaining in this session, settle your body, speech, and mind in the natural state. Let your awareness come to rest in its own place, in stillness. But now direct the light of your awareness in a type of narrow beam, this focus of your mental awareness, on the sensations of the passage of the breath, at the apertures of the nostrils or just above the upper lip, wherever you most distinctly detect the sensations of the breath on your skin. It's imperative now. Keep your eyes soft and unfocused, relaxed, and all the muscles around the eyes relaxed, with a sense of spaciousness, openness between the eyebrows and a spaciousness of the forehead altogether. Very important. You're not focusing visual awareness at all on this object of mindfulness, but only mental awareness. your eyes are open or closed, the, the eyes should be just gently cast downwards with no focus. Now is the time for cultivating the third level of balance, and that is accentuating the vividness or clarity of attention without sacrificing stability. In the spirit of enhancing clarity, see if you can detect the subtle flow of tactile sensations in the target area that is there even during the intervals between breaths. In other words, a constant flow of subtle sensation right in the focus area. Rest your attention there. And from that baseline, then you'll detect fluctuations in this field of tactile sensation, this very small field, as the breath flows in and flows out. But you always have something to attend to. So in other words, attend to the whole body of the breath, the whole course of inhalation, exhalation, and even if there is a pause, after the inner out breath. 
you still have something to attend to. So maintain an ongoing, to the best of your ability, unbroken flow of cognizance. Experiment with counting. You may experiment further with Vasubandhu's method, 1 through 10, no more, no less, and keeping the mind as quiet as possible between counts. two tasks here. One is to maintain as continuously possible the flow of mindfulness, of the sensations of the breath, of the apertures of the nostrils, and the other is to utilize and refine our faculty of introspection, monitoring the flow of attention, recognizing as quickly as possible when excitation has set in, we've wandered off, or when laxity has set in, we've lost the clarity. As soon as you retrospectively note that your mind has wandered, relax, release, and return. And when you see retrospectively, 
your mind has become vague, nebulous, spaced out. Refresh your interest in the practice. Restore your attention and retain the flow of mindfulness. And let's continue practicing now in silence.
So just a footnote to the earlier, and then we can break. And that is when I did my very, again, very superficial research on the internet about deep sleep, um, I read something that confirmed what I kind of thought was true, and that is it's actually, especially in deep sleep, more so than dreaming, dreaming state, that this very deep restorative quality of sleep comes in. Apparently, I believe I read it was growth hormones are, are secreted during that time. So kind of the damage we do to the body from all the wear and tear, the stress, the activity, and so forth uh, that happens during the, the daytime, but also can happen during dreams, because of course dreams can be filled with anxiety, fear, and so forth. Uh, the deep, deep sleep time is a really time to restore, to rejuvenate, to refresh, to revitalize, as I think we all kind of intuitively know from our own experience. So the growth hormones. So I've been meditating, practicing mindfulness breathing, among other practices, for 45 years now, and I can attest that even though I have not gotten any taller over these 45 years, I have put on 20 pounds. And so I think for me, I'm, I can bear witness, it's definitely some real growth here. I'm a more substantial person than I was before. <laughs> maybe done too, I think, of me a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Proof of the pudding, you know, us old meditators, we have some gravitas here. You too, eh? All good. So enjoy your day. See you later.